folks, you know how we do. No Books Here Dark is live at the Enoch Pratt Library. Let me tell you something. This place is amazing. I love coming here. I love getting my books for my sons, coming hanging out. This is the, this is the new vibe of 2023 and 2024. And we have some special guests coming on today. Have you ever been to a party here before? Let me tell you, it's the party of the year. I was told that, and I was like, there's no way the library is the party of the year. Guess what I learned? It's the party of the year. The next voices you'll be hearing are people who will put it together, who are part of the group, and you'll learn a little bit, learn a little bit more about what they have going on at the library. Welcome to the No Picks of the Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Told you we have the heavy hitters today. We have Mr. Chris. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? Mr. Matthew, how are you? I'm doing great. We can cut the mister. Okay, are you sure? <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, all right. We'll make, <laughs> gotta, gotta be proper. Gotta make sure we're yeah, good. No, no, no. We wanna let people know, who are you guys? Tell us some people who you are. I'm Chris Lewis. I work for the Pratt um, in institutional advancement. And one of the things I do is oversee the Pratt contemporaries and help put together the black and white party. I'm Matthew Langle. I, um, by day, am a clinical pharmacy manager at Johns Hopkins um, and work a lot with ambulatory infectious disease uh, patients and helping expand pharmacy services there, um, but also am involved with the library through the Pratt Contemporaries, and I'm current, I'm current chair of the board for the Pratt Contemporaries, so help a lot with the, the party and just um, the group in general. So Pratt Contemporaries, what is that? I mean, I have people listening or watching First time they may not never heard of it. What's Pratt Contemporaries? Where are they? I would say Pratt Contemporaries is um, young. I like to say young. Others might say middle-aged individuals that want to be engaged with the library. So it's it's really a group that was uh, formed to be a connection point for for young professionals and, and Baltimoreans that want to be engaged with the library and also vice versa, a way for the library to engage them right in what's going on with the library. Like you said. A lot of people might not think about the library, especially the younger generation. So um, a way to connect to them and get them engaged in what the library is doing. Um, and also through that, um, connect a lot of great individuals, but also um, hopefully fundraise some money for, for the library. And for well, not team. hopefully. Yeah, we do fundraise li yes. it funds is a, for the library. It is a fundraising <laughs> affinity group for the library. Its sole purpose really is to build awareness and funding for the Pratt. So it's pretty gay. Okay, where does the yeah. money go to as far as, where does it go? Does it go in the Pratt Center special, special? Child and Teen Literacy Program, oh, child, okay. specifically. Okay, okay. What's some of the results? Did any results from that from the past or? So, you know, just down the hallway from here, the Pratt Contemporary is actually named the Teen Reading and Resource Room. You can come and visit it any time whenever the library is open. It's a really beautiful, dedicated space for all of the teens really of Baltimore. Um, the Central Library isn't a, isn't a neighborhood branch. It's really open for everyone and accessible, um, although it's full of bliss girls all the time, which is wonderful, and as well as Operation Warm, which is a wonderful program where we give out coats. We have a great program starting next month called, well, in January, well, next month, this comes out in December, yes, December, in January, called Med Reimagined, which is really to train a new generation of medical professionals and really encourage black and brown students to go into those fields. And so all the work that the library does to really ensure we have a better and more equitable Baltimore is what the contemporaries support. Okay, so I'm like, I learned about Pratt Contemporaries last year, and I thought it was an amazing mission what you guys have going on, and that's why we're here today talk a little about why did you get involved with the Pratt Contemporaries? What made you want to get involved with them? Yeah, I mean, initially found out about the group through um, a colleague of mine and started going to some of the events they had throughout the year and 
likewise was like engaged with learning more about the library and realizing how awesome a branch of library we have here in Baltimore in Maryland. So um, just learning about the impact the library uh, was making and also um, being able to connect with people through the, the, the group um, really connected me and engaged me with the group. Um, and just started slowly getting more involved with um, the events, trying to go to some of the committee meetings and then ended up um, being on the board. So it's been a, a cool journey just kind of growing in, in my understanding of all the, the great things that the library does. And I think it really is important to have this group and for the library to engage with younger individuals because I think it is something that's lost in the perception of people's minds that like millennials and, and younger generation of like the library, it's it's different now, right? Like it's not, the, the physical space is super important, but the library has, I think, expanded its mission beyond just like, you know, it's a place you go for books. They have a lot more different programming and things that they're doing for the community and, and connecting um, different organizations in Baltimore. So I think it's been a really cool learning experience for me throughout the process. I think one of the great things about the contemporaries that I remember someone telling me when I first started is, is that you think about the library when you are a kid and then when you have kids, but there's this whole period of your life where you might not necessarily be thinking about the importance of a library, particularly in a city like Baltimore. And so the Contemporaries gives folks an access point to get to know what the library does, as Matthew was saying, all the while getting to have a fun time at events like the Black and White Party, but then all the things we do throughout the year also. So how do you guys do community like engagement to get people to join? How like what type of things do you guys do out there? We have the black and white party. Well, besides it's that, really that's all we need. That, I know that, but you know, I, I say for instance, I'm a young co-ed or whatever it may be, looking to find something to do new, mm -hmm. and maybe I don't have that money for that certain type of things, and trying to figure things out. How do you get the young people or young adults to come in? What yeah, I think that you guys obviously Black and White, as Chris is alluding, is the, the biggest membership drive because it's a cool party and people right. want to come to that. But I think, honestly, what in, engaged me was the events outside of the Black and White Party, like okay. you're alluding to, right. because I was newer to Baltimore. And right. we we try as best we can in the Pratt Contemporaries to like find cool new restaurants or community organizations or cool things happening in the community and, and plan events around that, like a happy hour or going and, and connecting in different locations and seeing different parts or organizations. So that to me was like really cool. It was able, I was able to go see different parts of the city, see different places and um, meet new people. Um, and so uh, I think that is another way besides the black and white party that we really try to both engage with the community and, and have the Pratt Contemporaries get exposure to some cool things around Baltimore. And I think our members are also like our best sort of advocates for getting new people involved. One of the great things about the group is that our events don't really feel networky. And so Matthew had just moved here from Ohio and his and a colleague mentioned oh you should come to this event i think it was at our house when they first opened mm. and it just seemed like something that would be fun and engaging to do at a new location and i think that the those opportunities seem really um easy but are actually far more difficult than i think like people think like how am what is it going to be like to enter this room and Am I going to know anyone? And I think that our members do a great job of welcoming everyone, bringing new folks out. There's always a great variety and diversity of people at all of our events. Um, and we really pride ourselves on not only doing great things at the library, but also around the city. So what do, you've been here for how long have you been to Pratt for? Too long. Okay. That's all right. Eight fair, years. Fair, fair. <laughs> and did you start off working with the, with the Pratt Contemporaries? Uh, yeah. All right. So why, what made you 
jump into that arena and work with the practitioners, and then what have you seen since you've been here eight years ago to now? What's the big difference you've seen changed? Um, well, it was in my job description that I had to work with the practitioners, <laughs> um, but it's also been one of the great um, <clears throat> sort of privileges and the fun experiences of working here. Mm -hmm. I've met wonderful people uh, throughout it and made great friendships. Uh, I would say the major change I've seen is, is um, it's just grown. I mean, when I started, one of my first events was in this room where we're sitting right now. It was called Eat, Drink, Read with Brendan Doerr. Um, and as you, we've seen the group grow, um, that when we have events in this room, we can't always contain them. In fact, we're having about 75 people in this room. That's over capacity, but we won't really talk about that. <laughs> and this comes out after the events already happened, so who cares? Um, and it's really grown that we need to expand and, um, and, have and go to different places, go to different spaces within the library, as also, by the way, have the people and partners we work with. Brendan now owns Dutch Courage, which has been a great partner mm. to the Pratt Contemporaries and the Pratt Library overall. And so I really have seen partners grow, but also the group grow in both size and impact of the library. Okay. Now, do you guys do any community service within the community with the Pratt Contemporaries? Do you guys go out and do anything, or is it just all, all aligned with doing an event and donating, how does that work out? Do you guys do anything like that? You know, community service is um, not always top of mind for the contemporaries. They're a social group. They right. like to have a good time. Um, but there are, But I, what I always say about the contemporaries is that you get to have fun while doing good. And so in many ways, you should think of everything you're doing as a community service, because just simply attending an event with the Pratt Contemporaries is helping forward the mission of the library. And who doesn't love that? I love it. And how many people mm -hmm. are, are members of the team right now, contemporary team right now, as far as the group? Well, um, the board and uh, as far as the membership yeah. of the Pratt Contemporaries, 224, we have 224, if you would like me to 224. Oh. And it was a little over 200. Uh, so has it, you seen it increase every year just because people are really... Well, we're not quite back to pre-pandemic levels. Okay. I mean, clearly that was a um, hit for everyone. Uh, but that is, I mean, that's a really large number for any affinity group and it's something that we are seeing steadily increase particularly with the return of the black and white party last year to the central library and we're only building on that excitement as we move forward folks we're going to talk about this party we had to get all the, get the nuts and bolts taken care of first but let's talk about the party when we get back on these messages i was paying too much for resources but now I'm going places with my Eli Pratt Free Library Card. Serious side effects like knowledge, access, and literacy have happened. A Pratt Library Card may lower your risk of boredom, loneliness, or ignorance. Get help right away if you need a book or any other resource. Common side effects of a library card include more money in your wallet, curiosity, and independence. In the event of unexplained joy, see your library staff member right away. My journey started here, and yours can too, at the Eli Pratt Free Library. And folks, we are back talking about these amazing people about the Pratt-Contemporaries and talking about the amazing party that's coming up. That's happening when this episode comes out, probably a month later. So I'm very excited to talk about this. So, the party. How long has the party been in existence for? How long has it been? This is the 14th one. Okay. And you submitted it a little bit earlier in our conversation. It just came back to the Pratt Lab, Central's library. Yes. What happened? What was going on? So we kind of- Well, that little thing called COVID. Okay. If you remember her. Remember that. Um, <laughs> And then we were off-site uh, for a year because we wanted to be at a venue that allowed for some outdoor space. 
that weekend happened to be the rainiest weekend I've ever experienced in the state of Maryland. Mm -hmm. um, so our little outdoor garden party became an indoor party, but sadly not indoor at the Pratt Library. So we had a party in May, um, which was an anomaly for us because in, in the history of the Black and White Party, it's always been in January. Uh, it's sort of part of its appeal is this reprieve from the dreary winter. And we felt really passionately about the fact that we wanted to get back to January. And the only way to do that was as if we took the leap and just planned a party six months basically later than the one we'd already had. Okay. And so last year's Jekyll and Hyde party returned to the Central Library for the first time since 20, January 2020, which wow. is crazy to think about. And wow. before COVID, there was the renovations happening at the library. So there were a few years that I think right before COVID was the first year we were back at the library, like finally, mm -hmm. and we did, I think we did like welcome back to the library. The there thing was, no, there's no place like home, yes. Wizard of Oz. Which was kind of sad shut down. that we like all of a sudden got shut down right after. But um, the beautiful renovations of the library are, are still great to see at, at the party. So excited to get back here. So how far in advance do you guys start planning for this party? Like, I mean, cause when I went last year, I mean, I'm shout out to the marketing communications VP. She's in the room right now. She was telling me, this is the party you got to be at Aaron. Was that like, your first one? My first one. And I was blown away. It was a good one. It's my, it was my favorite party I, aesthetic. I wasn't ready. Like, I wasn't ready for the whole thing. Like, I walked and I'm like, oh, wow. And just being people so happy. People are like, we're so happy he's back here. It was a great, it was just a really lovely just atmosphere. Tell us what goes behind the scenes. Tell us a little sneak, sneak peek behind how long it took you guys to plan this whole thing out. Yeah, I would say um, from my perspective, coming into the group, obviously the party had been well running before I joined the board or even the, the, the contemporaries. But coming on, uh, they've built off of that and they have really great partners, obviously, that, they, that we use in the community. Um, but the planning really starts um, like right after the party, right? We, we recap and say what's gone well with that party, what are we gonna plan to change next year and really try to learn from the event. Um, but then really starts ramping up um, when the when we convene in the the, the late early summer, summer. Okay. early summer, and so how what does it go into like the theme of it? How does that work out? How do you how does it how, is there a certain rhyme and reason behind it? Is it behind something with a book or how does it work? So you know, given that we're at fourteen, mm -hmm. um, we're not that there aren't a host of books, but there aren't a host of books that are appropriate and that you want to. Um, throw a late night dance party, <laughs> cocktails, drunken. I mean, books tend to have pretty serious themes that we want to honor and not make fun of. Mm -hmm. And so there are pretty lengthy and often heated mm. conversations about what is the right theme for every year. Um, it's always also about making sure we're not repeating ourselves. We have amazing event planners, Union 3 events, who've been with the party since the beginning, who outdo themselves every single year and don't necessarily also want to repeat things aesthetically, nor do we. Um, and so, you know, we're also responding to whatever we've done before, be that theme and theme, color, food, decor, all of those things. And so every year is sort of a reaction to the past, I'd say, all parties. Um, I've argued we could maybe start going back. It's like, well, we did that eight years ago. I'm like, guys, come on. I think we're getting a little too inside baseball. Mm -hmm. But it does push us to do great work, which is ultimately why you have such wonderful results. So what's the theme this year? Theme this year is New Orleans Mon Amour. 
Okay. So it's really, um, this is again, like the heated debate that we have, right? Like there's always a debate about having a literary theme, but also making it fun and making it like a great party, right? So I think there is excitement for this, this theme, New Orleans, and how do we make sure that that, there, there's a book that's called New Orleans Mon Amour. Okay. Um, probably not as well known as some people would like, like right, some people want a really well known book. But um, I think what we liked about it was it, it the book tells about a 20 year history of, of New Orleans as a city. And we really wanted to pay, pay homage to the literary giants from the, the city. Um, and really, so we're talking about more than just this one book, right? Anne Rice, um, Capote. So um, we're gonna kind of pay, pay homage to all of those great authors from that, that town and also be able to, to um, celebrate the great culture and have a lot of the great things people love from New Orleans as part of the party. When I saw the name, New when I saw the New Orleans theme, I said, oh, charboiled oysters. First thing, because charboiled oysters, first thing, mm -hmm. gumbo, jambalaya, everything's fried. You know? I was, so I'm more with you. That's, that's, My that's excitement what I went right to how fun it is to have a theme that speaks to food, yes. which we haven't had really since we did Hemingway's Havana. Okay. Is that going to be part of the theme? You don't, you don't have to tell secrets, but... I, when I think of New Orleans, I think of food. I don't think right any, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Okay, I think of food right away. And then I think of jazz, and then I think of everything else. You know, the books, mm -hmm. but the books mm -hmm. I think about because I I will be transparent. When the first announcement came out, you know, I always go like to go in that evil place called X, and I like to look at people's reactions. What is that? Twitter. Oh, okay. And the X I call the X, <laughs> and I, people were kind of confused about the theme mm. on like, Twitter. Yeah, I'm they, glad I'm not on there. Well, you don't want to be mm -hmm. a part of this. It's a dark, dark place. But they're confused about it. Mm. And I just wanted you guys to clarify it. Yeah. Because guess what? People watch and listen and they'll hear. And a lot of people are like, oh, it doesn't seem like they went away, they went away from Jekyll High. They went away from the things they normally do. Mm. Can you speak to that a little bit maybe? Just I know you did. I know you did talk about mm -hmm. it. But people, a lot of people were a little disappointed a little bit on some ends. And I think you kind of explained it a little bit about the books. And now I just learned. That's great because now... But that, what was it like so people can really feel like, hey, we're still doing the same thing, it's different, you know? Yeah, it really is just a different take on what we've always done. Okay. So literature and books are always gonna be at the center of what the library does. And as same with the party. So are we celebrating New Orleans? Yes, but through the lens of literature. So you're going to be able to arrive Although I don't necessarily want to spoil anything, we you know we're not going to spoil. We've anything. got little things that we are going to make happen that will feel very magical and literary, and also honor authors like Tennessee Williams, Truman Capote, Sarah Broom, Anne Rice, and a host of others, um, while also being a really fun, amazing party that transforms this beautiful building into something that you wouldn't expect in the middle of January. So, so it's still going to be the party so everyone loves. Is it still loves. black and white? Or we're not thinking New Orleans. It is always black and white. We're not thinking New Orleans. I'm thinking colors here, fellas. Come on, think about colors. I'm thinking like the. Well, the same. We, I mean, that's true of many themes. When you right. think of Alice in Wonderland, yeah. you don't think of um, no, you don't think red, of black and white. Black and white. No. That's the fun of it. The decor mm -hmm. is the color. We are meant to be you know, black and white, stayed, and then go crazy. Okay, so I can, I can, I can have some flair of mine, right? A Flares. little flair. Black and white, though, everyone. <laughs> I want to make very clear, black and white cocktail attire is required, and it's not a costume party. Yeah. Chris will be coming, like, if you're wearing off-white, he's like, that's not white. I've already told someone. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. It's well, not the black and off-white party. So I can't wear, like, green shoes? You know what I mean? Like, kind of like, you know, I, I, mean, I can't wear the J's? Can't wear the J's at all? I mean... 
I'll allow it. All right, all right. Uh, long, okay. I'll give it a thought. Maybe send give me you a, a photo. All right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you've had fourteen of them, and this is. Do you always try to do yourselves each and one each year and be like, take it to the next level? How long does it mean when you guys go back and forth? You say he debates, like, when you think I about. I don't debate. Oh, you don't. You don't get into it. You no, don't. I'm but a lowly staff member. When you guys yeah, do talk the about, debate, don't worry, and take it to the next level, like, where where's some of the discussions like? Where people take us behind the curtain a little bit about this party, just so like when it's coming out. So give a little teaser. Give us a little teaser. Yeah, I mean, um, the debate on, on the picking yeah, the theme, the theme, and then everything else. Like just there were some other themes they threw out. Can you can you can you tell us a little bit about? Little? I mean, we talked about around the world in a, um, eighty days for many many years. Um, that's one that always sort of comes back, circles back. We may do it one that's day. That's um, But we've had really heated debates about you know. How do we make that come to life? Is it too expensive? You know, the idea of transforming each space into a different place mm -hmm. that you ventured. Wow. How does that look like? Is it cultural tourism or cultural exploitation? And so those, I mean, there are times where we have very heady, elite debates um, like that about, wow. is this the best look for the library? And that's something that's always very important to us. Something that, as you mentioned, our friend in the room, Megan, takes very seriously, as she said. We don't want nobody coming to the party and taking photos that the library does not sanction um, and enjoy. On the other hand, you know, we've also gotten to the nitty gritty of, I simply do not like this cocktail. And that will go on mm -hmm. for about 45 minutes. So, you know, or we need water on the bars to help my hangovers. So it really, you know, high-low in terms of debating. And, yeah. I, and I will tell you guys, again, like I said at the beginning, it is the best party, I'm going to say the state of Maryland, the best party. I agree. And, uh, you know, I've been to parties in New York, it rivals parties in New York and Miami. It's just cold outside, a little bit different. But I love coming here because it was just an experience. Mm. And what I, was your favorite thing about the party last year? Just the ambiance, man. Just like, I'm just seeing people so happy to take pictures of a book shelves and miling from a bookshelf, doing like catwalks down a bookshelf, like doing a book down a wall. I'm like, that is so cool. Like where else in the world can you do this and have fun in a library? Like and you said something really, really important. You said most people go when they're young and when they have kids, that was me. And then all of a sudden I found my way back here. And it's like, wow, like this is why, where, why didn't I, why wasn't here in the twenties? I know where I was at. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that. But again, I, but I now look back like I wish I had been part of the membership of the team of that. And that's why I think this is a very important conversation to have so people know how important you guys give back and how it's the most amazing party to be at. And I love being here. So I'm always thankful. And I was told by somebody in the room, you can't wear, you got to wear black on Aaron. And I stuck by, I stuck by the rules. I won't ask you to leave, but I have seen people truly shamed into going home and changing. Oh, wow. By the other guests. Okay, okay. So All you right. really do want to wear black and white. Right. And my personal note is, is it not a costume? Yes. Got you. I got you. So tell people a little bit about the membership, the prices. How do you, how do you become a member? Can they uh, Venmo you? Can they Apple Pay it? How, to give us a little behind well, how much it costs and whatnot. They can Venmo me, but I don't. It, it won't get back to live. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the best way to get tickets is really to um, be a member of the Proud Contemporaries. I think, like we were talking about, that's the best way to get 
access to all these cool events that we're doing throughout the year, and then also guarantees your ticket to the, the black and white party. So we have different leveled memberships that you can, can join. The one that you get guaranteed access to a ticket for is the 250 level, which essentially covers the, the price of a ticket and then you know um, a little bit more. And again, all of these um, fees or memberships goes back to this great cause as well. So it's also- Fully tax deductible. Oh, good. It's a Say that one more time. It then. is a charitable donation to the library, your membership with the Pratt Contemporaries. So now's a great time to join as you think about your taxes. Ooh, it's yeah. end of the year too, folks. 250, you can write that off. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, that does, the 250 gives you access though to the general admission ticket. So what if I have a partner and I'm like, I, I, I can't go solo. How, do, how does that work? So I, it also guarantees you access to purchase your companion ticket. Okay, good. So basically no. you join a 250, you are, you've gotten a tax donation, you've guaranteed yourself a complimentary general ticket, and also the ability to purchase an additional ticket at the member discount price of 125. And what comes so you, with the general ticket? What comes, when, the, when, you get, when you get here at the party, what comes to that 250? People always wanna know. Dinner, so really food for the entire evening, de dancing, DJ access, three specialty cocktails, beer, wine, and really, I mean, we take care of our guests. We, one of the things I would say we pride ourselves on is um, really our attention to detail about the guest experience. And so, I mean, a general ticket to the party, not to say we don't want you to become via, to go VIP. We'll get there. But is um, an incredible uh, return on investment in terms of having a great night out. And I'll clarify, it's not just, it's three different types of specialty cocktails, but you're not limited to three cocktails for the evening. Well. There are no drink tickets at the black and yes. white party. You can have as many as you want. Yeah. You just got to be out by midnight. Drink mm -hmm. responsibly. That's all I yes. talk about. And, and then, don't drive. Yes, do not drive. There's Ubers, all that good stuff mm -hmm. out there. The VIP level. Tell us a little bit about the VIP. Well, it's a little bit different from general admission to VIP level. So at, uh, we have two <coughs> higher levels of membership, mm -hmm. Mission Maker, which is $500, and then Leader Level, which is 1000 At the Mission Maker level, you're guaranteed one VIP ticket. At the Leader level, you're guaranteed two VIP tickets. And at both of them, you can purchase your additional companion tickets. So if you're a Mission Maker level member, much like the patron level, the 250, you can you know, make sure you have your date. And if you're at the Leader level, you can bring another couple or friends or whoever you'd like. We don't really care. Buy them for whoever. Um, tax deductible also. Every, every, okay. all of your membership dollars are tax deductible, as well as a portion of your ticket purchase. Mm. Um, and the VIP lounge is on the second floor. You have the amazing opportunity to um, really see the entirety of the party from a high up. Uh, we have these amazing windows. If you've ever been to the Central Library, and you can peer out to sort of the insanity of the party, as well as an open bar, a few more food options, and a few things we always mix in a little special every year. I remember I was too late for the oysters. Mm. I looked they up, do the oyster bar was gone, and I was like, I was so looking for it. But it, the food was fabulous. Yes. Top notch, folks, the food, bar none, some of the best food and I And this had. year it'll be oh, no, incredibly I'm, special. I'm already, yeah, I'm, we need to have charbo oysters. I'm, I'm hoping. Knock on the hope and charwood because that's I'll like see, we'll see what we can do. Acme, it seems you, very important act, to you. When you go to New Orleans, <laughs> Acme is the first stop. That's where I go. Exactly. But yeah, I don't go to yeah French mystery, all that good stuff down there. And I should also mention that at the leader level, um, you also get access to our the thing we've added this last year, which is our prologue party, okay. um, which starts at 7 p.m. 
If you've been to the party before, you can note that the line can get pretty long to get in. So you can really skip those lines, come at 7 p.m., get in early, and come and enjoy a smaller, more intimate cocktail reception where you're able to actually chat with your friends and other people who might be there, get those oysters. First access to the oysters. And now, then, is that with VIP or is that general admission? Is that two different things? That's that is VIP. VIP. Okay, that's what I'm Yeah, sure. it'll be up here on the second floor, and then the whole party will kick off at 8 p.m., and go insane until midnight. Yes, yes, yes. So where can, where can people go online to be a member? PrattContemporaries.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. And well, this will be coming out right around a month of time before everything, before everything, before the show, before the event. What, anything you want to tell the people, you know, they should be here, what's how exciting this is going to be? What are some of the last things you want to say to them? I would say, um, uh, like you've mentioned, it's always cool to hear people that have come to the party for the first time, first time engaging, and how great and thoughtful this this party is, and how also how great the work is that that we're doing at the library through the funds that are raised to this. So it's it's a win-win situation coming to this. Um, you get to see the library activated in such a cool way, meet really interesting people, support the library's mission. So it's I think I encourage everybody to come if they can, but. I, I would also encourage people to become a member, get access to the tickets. They do sell it fast. Yes. Um, so the general admission, I wouldn't rely on that. Um, I would become a member. Um, and then in addition to the, the website, um, we have a X profile or Twitter. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have Instagram and Facebook. So follow whatever platforms you do. Follow the Pratt Contemporaries there because we post our events that are happening throughout the year there that will keep you engaged and then some, some fun posts And we'll start about posting all of the sort of dates that are necessary. Uh, to know about for the black and white party there. Um, but really, right now, if you want to guarantee access, go to prattcontemporaries.com, join at the patron level or higher. You will then receive a link. I won't say it's for me, but it is directly for me. <laughs> um, and you'll be able to reserve your tickets immediately and get yourself squared away because you do not want to wait for the public sale in January because that goes quick and who needs the stress in the new year? Don't take that with you. Now, I will tell yeah. you, though, and I know my audience, can people slide in y'all DMs? No. I'm just asking the question because I got and ask the question. They mm -hmm. may want to ask the question. We don't do DMs. <laughs> well, we will do DMs. You know what I'm saying? Like, like an Instagram you... DM, like, hey, I have a question. Oh, like, yes. Like, like oh, that. Question. Like, question. Like, I thought like you were for a favor. No, no. Like, no. Slide in DM and say, hey, we might need some help. We, we might have more questions. It's easier to contact. Can they do that also? Yes. Because sure. I feel like that's people a lot of oh, no. different. All those places he mentioned, you can DM us. Okay, okay, that's what I would But not sure. with favors, no, with no, legitimate no. questions. No, I, I will tell you, I went to an event the other night, and I told 20 different people about this event. And they're like. That's great. Thank well, you so well, much. Because I believe in what you guys, I believe in the mission. I believe what you're doing, and it's a hell of a party. And, I, and when I tell people on the show it's a real party, they're like, Damn, if you go, because I don't like going like I don't like going to a lot of places, but this one. What are you looking forward to most? The people. It's the people. It's a good conversation. Just having there talking with people who you might not ever be in the room with, mm -hmm. and just talking about them and just learning, learning and understanding and the food. Drinks come last. Drinks are always there, but the food. I need to get my oysters this year. I, I was mad. I was salty a little. Literally salty about it, but. <laughs> we'll do, I, will, I will. I will put you some to the side. My guy, I appreciate you. Thank you guys for your time. I appreciate 
Um, again, what is the date? Again, they're going to sell December... December 3rd so for, for members, okay. and that'll be rolling through the month of December. Okay. So it's not too late to join if you're listening to this right now. Do it, join at the patron, mission maker, or leader level, and you'll be guaranteed the tickets that come with those. If you join at the supporter level, which is $100, you can still get access to the member presale, which will be on January 8th and you get discounted tickets for that. Then there's the public sale on January 11th, but again, don't wait for that. How quickly does this thing sell out? Minutes. Enough said. We'll leave and we have out. reduced capacity this year because we're trying to not make it as rowdy as usual. I do mm -hmm. have to remember this is a functioning public library that has to be open <laughs> back on Monday. Folks, you heard it here first. Can't wait to see you at the Pratt Contemporaries party, black and white, and actually join, please join. It's a great cause. Thank you. Thank you.